This is Darren Kuhn with the Masculine Journey podcast, where we search the ancient paths to find ways that God brings light into a dark world and helps set men free from the struggles that we all face on a day-to-day basis. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. She's real fine, my 409. She's real fine, my 409, my 409. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show with today's guest host, our Christian body shop guy, Jerry Mathis. I say this calls for action, and now... Gonna save all my money Hey, this morning, uh, of course, Robbie is in Atlanta at a car show, and we certainly miss him and hope he's having a great time. And I hope it is a little drier down there than it is in the Winston-Salem area this morning. It's a little damp, a little wet. Uh, storm's coming through. This morning, uh, I'm excited. I've got Darren DeWitt in with me, uh, Color's Edge, and that may sound familiar to you from the past, and we're going to kind of hit on that. But before we dive into that, I just want to read Scripture from Ecclesiastes 3. There is a time for everything, a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to uproot, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. When I read that, one of the things I always think about, you know, we live in a world that is continually it's, it's motion, it's change and stuff, and that's sort of what God laid out. And uh, as we read that passage, and I read that passage, I, signed, I kind of drift down to like in verse 15, where it says, whatever has already been, whatever is has already been, and what will be has been before. It's pretty much that's, that's the way, you know, our life is. And one thing about seasons that we definitely can see as we're going into a new season as far as the weather goes, seasons are temporary, and they continue to change, and no season lasts forever. And if, if you feel like you're stuck in a season that's lasting forever, uh, you need to get in God's Word and try to figure out how to get out of that because they continue to change. We're in our cars. That's what we're going to talk about this morning, Darren. Uh, well, first of all, I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. And and, and Darren is, uh, I'm going to tell you what, he's a great partner for Ray's Body Shop and Record Service and a lot of other uh, collision centers in the, well, southeast, because I think y'all were footprint is expanding pretty rapidly as far as this business goes yeah yeah it's a pleasure to be here and uh yeah we've we've continued to grow it seems like uh, each year we've been very blessed and uh, i think we're in uh kind of creeping up into virginia now and 
uh, down into South Carolina a little bit. So it's it's been a uh, it's been a season of growth for us uh, over the last uh, probably two years. So, um, but uh, yeah, we service uh, a bunch of collision centers all throughout um, North Carolina, Southern Virginia, uh, Northern um, uh, South Carolina. And um, uh, we just try to be a, a support structure for our customer base. We also deal, uh, we've also kind of expanded in the industrial uh, side of, of stuff. So we deal with the manufacturers and, and um, people that make little widgets and different things like that. So that's kind of been another uh, opportunity for us to grow the business and, and everything and, and be able to employ more people and uh, all that fun stuff out there. Yeah, and when you're talking in, in, in the supply side of it as far as the, the material goes and paint material and the body supply stuff, you know, that's one thing where when somebody goes in and gets a vehicle repaired, they don't realize the cost that goes into that because the well, when I first got in this business, it was uh, a fraction of what it costs now. And then all of a sudden, over the years and stuff, it's just continued to, to increase. And part of that problem is, and, and here you go, I'm going to get on a soapbox because this <laughs> is an area that I, I struggle with in so many ways, and I blame it on manufacturers because what you run into and your, your, your counter people and, your, and, and PPG and any other paint manufacturer, when these automotive in the automotive industry comes up with these colors that, you know, that are ridiculously high because of just the material that's put into it. I mean, you you can, I think it's a G, uh, no, not GM, a Ford has a yellow that has a pearl in it. Oh, that's, yeah. oh, go ahead and, okay, people go ahead, <laughs> and, go ahead and just sit down when he tells you the numbers on this, the cost of it, and can't even hardly get it. You have to pre-order. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's interesting because I, I, sit on a couple boards and stuff within PPG and and um, uh, the group that we're in, which is a uh, called a platinum group. Uh, we're just single line distri- distributors of PPG products. And one of the good things about those things is you're able to kind of meet and kind of get information from some of the, the direct guys in PPG that deal directly with the OEMs. And some of those conversations revolve around color, obviously, and uh, the colorists, uh, I think it's what they call them, or color stylists. You know, all these car companies want to set their car apart from the other guy. So Chevy wants to make their red better than, say, Ford's red and make it stand out a little bit more. And they start coming up with more and more different colors. And on the OE level as a manufacturer, they are just focused on that a lot of times and not necessarily the repairability of that color. So if you get into an accident, you know, they don't take into account what it's going to cost or, or anything like that to actually duplicate that color. So that kind of falls on the manuf- uh, the paint companies such as, you know, Exalta, PPG, you know, BSF, all of them to kind of figure out with the platforms that we have, how can we mimic some of this stuff? And some of it is you can't, and you have to have those special toners and special pigments that come in and able to do that. And then of course that just drives up the cost. I mean, I know I looked at one, we got, I think a quarter pint in our water-based paint. That's a special pearl that goes into some of these formulas. I think a cost refinisher to a, a body shop or, um, is somewhere close to $1,000 just for a quarter pint of that product to go into it. And if you're doing a, a side of a car and you're having to put that in there, 
you know, that's that's a lot of cost that goes into these these repairs now on some of these newer cars and some of these these uh, interesting colors that are out there that a lot of people don't, you know, they 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 don't they don't know. And, you know, they just know they got a great, cool looking color in their car and everything. And don't understand, you know, the insurance companies are starting to catch up with that, you know, by raising their rates and, and, and everything like that. So it's, it's, you get this, this cost that just continues to increase year over year based on what the, these guys are coming up with. Yeah. And you get some of these paints, I mean, in these colors, you can't, you know, you you get them and they come in to get an estimate and it's got a damage on a door. And when you write the estimate and they're getting the bill for it, it's painting the whole side of the vehicle. I mean, Mazda has a couple colors that are four stages, and you've got to, the whole process. In between, you have to let it cure and sand and then come back and do another layer coat. And, and the whole process ends up being where, you know, instead of one panel that you're painting, you're painting the whole vehicle basically down one side. And those costs just keep elevating and stuff. And then you talk about just the cost of material. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit when we talk about some of the changes in automobiles. But one of the things that I tell people all the time, when you sit there and you're looking to buy a new car or buy a car, those things you ought to factor in. And, And I tell people that, you know, you need to make sure that used to be there was a day when you paid off your car, basically everybody would drop their collision insurance because they said, well, you know, I can go ahead. If I get a little place on it, I can, I can pay for that. Yeah. Well, now there's no cheap repairs just because of the cost of materials, parts, and labor. These things are so intense as far as the, the cost goes. You have to really I encourage people if they have a nice car. They, they need to plan on keeping collision insurance on it as long as it's running. Yeah, the days, though, of getting liability only is... Uh, that's 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 pretty much past. I think I, I always recommend trying to get full collision or or anything like that because it is it just it, it is just very expensive now to to repair some of these newer cars. Um, pretty much anything I'd say probably from what 2015 on when they start, especially when they start adding a lot of these safety features and and, and electronics and and now you've got sensors and I mean it's just it's amazing what they. Put into these vehicles now. Yeah, well, I've I have just in the past couple of weeks bought a headlight that was uh, six thousand dollars for a single <laughs> headlight on a wow. car because it had radar in it and and the, the DM stuff and navigation, all of it built in that headlight. You know, it's a cool feature feature when you're sitting there looking at it and just being sold to you. You know, it just really sounds good until you're in the <laughs> Lowe's parking lot and somebody runs a cart into the headlight and breaks it and then you have to go replace it. It yeah. gets awful pricey. Yep. We'll be back in just a moment. And also, this is a call-in show. Give us a call at 866-348-7884. We'll be back in just a moment. Listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Gonna save all my money. Get a helmet and a roll and I'll be ready to go. Take it out to Pomona. Shut you 
Welcome back to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. And again, this is a calling show. If you can think of it, we're going to kind of talk about in just a moment about some of the features in vehicles, some of the good and some of the bad and some of the things we saw coming and some of the things we didn't see coming. So if you've got one of those stories to tell us, give us a call at 866-348-7884. But Darren, as we were wrapping up, we were just talking about just the expense of things and everything. And part of the thing is with technology and all of the, you know, the new look of the paint, you know, when cars first started rolling out, a uh, Henry Ford off the assembly line, you had a lot of choices in color, and it was black or black. Yeah. <laughs> Life was easier on the repair end as far as that goes. But then as you start, you know, time comes on, and, and, and then people want to see something different. Because, you know, another thing that really frustrates me in the color, when you start looking at the colors on these vehicles, like GM will have a blue or a red that'll have, I mean, different color codes, and if they're not sitting beside each other, you can't hardly, you really can't tell the difference in them. But yeah. it's just that the same thing. And as a matter of fact, one of them may be a base coat, clear coat, and, uh, you know, the repairability is a lot cheaper than that same color, or almost looks like the same color, maybe a pearl coat that's a three-stage. Well, boom, all of a sudden it just doubles in price as far as the repairability and the material cost. Yeah, it's it's it is crazy how they they make these how they make these colors and like I said you, you can have one that looks like a candy but it's just a base coat clear coat but until you actually get in and get the color uh, color documentation for it you know the the collision industry uh, you know the estimator some of that he sometimes you can tell you know if they've been doing it for a long time but otherwise yeah until they start processing the claim and everything like that then those costs you know start becoming evident and uh it it, it kind of can catch uh, especially collision centers it can catch a, catch them by surprise a lot on how much because then they have to now negotiate with the insurance company and try to make sure that they're they're recouping at least their cost on it and and able to repair it in a way that that is satisfactory for the customer and make sure that the car is repaired to like new status yeah when i when i talk to to anybody coming in or somebody calls who has a question on the repair process because I have people who have family members or, or students that are out of out of the state and stuff and they're in an accident and about getting it repaired. And one of the things they'll always say is kind of look and, and, and go in and see the facility, see if you feel comfortable with it. But then also make sure, question I always ask, what kind of, you know, just you need to ask them what kind of supplies they use as far as paint goes. Make sure it's one of the major course i'd always say ppg would be the one they need to do <laughs> but make sure it's a major manufacturing paint because that makes a big difference because you can do everything correctly and if that finish doesn't look good it just ruins the whole repair process yeah and we've and and, and you know we've seen it before where you know there, there's a lot of great companies that make good products and and everything like that, but there are you know aftermarket stuff out there that we don't necessarily recommend just because of their longevity. A lot of times, uh, there's there's reasons why things are cheaper than others. You do get you know you do get what you pay for a lot of times, uh, especially in our industry. But uh, it, you know we've we've gone on several claims where um, you know they've they've refinished a car and the clear starting to peel off or 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 chalk out or anything like that and then when we go back and and take a look sometimes it's because they use someone else's um, uh, product because the what the expense of repairing it and the what they were getting reimbursed maybe wasn't there so you know there's different reasons on some stuff so but uh 
you do want to make sure that, you know, where you're taking your car, they, they are using quality products. Um, and, you know, PBG, Exalta, BSF, all those big, big names, you know, they're in the OE market. They're in the OE facilities. They know exactly what needs to happen. And they have a lot of research done on products to make sure that their products are are actually uh, durable, uh, withstanding all the environmental damage from, you know, smog, chemicals, uh, you know, anything that's out there in the environment that their their product holds up, you know, like it should. Yeah, we sit there and I think, you know, part of the, the cost on stuff is something that, that people don't realize is also it's so important to have a partnership with a, a local distributor. Like, I mean, it's great to be able to have a partnership with Color's Edge because of not only am I getting the product and the product that is I can trust and knows them do a good job, but also when there needs to be training and up, being brought up to speed on different procedures and that type of because there's a lot of stuff out there. I mean, some cars, no matter how much you try to match it up with a solvent paint, just because of what's put on OE at the manufacturer, it needs to be waters on things that's gonna really match it. Yeah. And and you know, and it's and I and I feel for shops that aren't able to do that because it just, you know, puts them in a in a position of really having to work hard to to get the product and do a good job and, and they do a good job. Ones who really care about what they're doing will do a good job. But we found that, you know what, the only way I can match water is with water and I you know Yeah, the 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 opacity, the the, the way that that they can generate stuff. A lot of times, it's 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 interesting. You know, when you're when you're looking at a color and it's really clean, it's usually a water based color. But uh, you know, they're the paint companies are investing a lot of energy in solvent still um, to make sure that it, it still is a good match. But yeah, there is areas. There are times that you know we've we've gotten actually calls from some of our solvent shops where you know we have to mix it up a, a little bit of water for them to help uh, help. Kind of dial in right in on that uh, on that color match. Yeah, I've got a call from Jamal in Winston Salem. I think he has a paint question. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Hey, good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Well, you got just a paint question. It's a, I guess, overall parts and cost of vehicle question. Um, so you guys are touching on it, so I figured I'd I'd, I'd ask. Um, with the cost of vehicles continuing to rise, would there be a market for just your bare bones vehicle? I'm talking like, you know, just your regular radio, roll up windows, none of the fancy components and all that, and having it to be very low in cost and price. Oh, I hear music. Yep, you hear, I tell you what, stay on the line because we're going to answer. That's a great question because that's going to touch base on what we're fixing to move into the next segment. So hang on, we'll be right back. And again, if you have a car question or just tell us about uh, changes in the vehicles, give us a call, 866 348 7884, and we'll be back with Jamal and uh, be back in a moment, Christian Car Guy Radio. You're listening to The Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Here come the Dutch boys. Those good guys are back. With a look in their eye. They mean business this time. Their deals are great. Now's the time to buy. See the Dodge Boys now. 
for a new kind of deal. Now here's a car partner you just can't beat. Coronet's the name, and it's a real family treat. Feature for a feature, Dodge Coronet's got more. What's Welcome back to Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I'm Jerry Mathis. Got Darren DeWitt with me, and uh, we got Jamal on the line, and we're going to go back. He had a question, and uh, I think it leads right into what we're going to be talking about in this segment. What was that question again? All right, we'll just do, uh, go over real quick. The uh, question was, considering the rising cost of um, parts, which causes the overall cost of vehicles to go up, and it keeps going up um, all the time, would there be a market for a vehicle or, or, or a car company to come in and have just your bare-bones vehicle, roll-up doors, your regular radio, none of the fancy components, backup uh, camera and all that would it be a market for a bare bones vehicle and therefore a low cost vehicle i was told that there would not be i beg to differ but i wanted to ask you guys well i'm gonna tell you i'll get darren's opinion on that but my i, I agree 100 percent with you except for i don't know if there is a market for that because even we look at the work trucks now i mean mm-hmm. you can't even you can hardly go on a car lot and buy the truck with roll-up crank windows and stuff and, and just a standard radio. And then the reason right. is there's just not a demand for it. People are, like I said, I, I think we're, we're living a culture that likes gadgets and, yeah. and, and unfortunately they don't, as I said, they don't realize the initial cost and also because the manufacturers are going to have to feel there's a, a market for it because doing that, they're changing that whole, whole, assembly process and manufacturing process right yeah and and and, i mean me personally i think there would be a demand for it if it was able to do it i guess because like for example you know stick shifts you know i mean you you can't it's they still make them you just can't really find them anymore because you know one a lot of younger people don't never learned on them so you know so you got that demand but it does drive down the cost of a vehicle and i think a stick shift you know, vehicle lasts a lot longer. But when you look at some of the, uh-huh. when you look at some of the gadgets and, and, and safety features and all that different stuff, a lot of that stuff is mandated by the government. So you can't mm. get around that, um, unfortunately. Okay. But, you know, producing a car or anything like that, if I had, you know, Musk type money or anything like that, it would be an interesting, I think it would be an interesting, um, uh, uh, entrepreneurial ship, I guess, or, or, or endeavor to, to see if there's a demand for that. Um, but there, there's just so many, unfortunately on the manufacturing side, there's just so many rules and laws and, and, and everything in place for a car company to actually do it existing. Uh, they just, they're just not going to invest the time into doing that because they can, they can generate more revenue, obviously, and more money by the more stuff they they plug into it. And uh, something I was I was talking to, to to Jerry before we came on air was you know some of the stuff even you know like I've got a I've got a Tundra hybrid I love the truck but okay. the navigation system on it is is I just found out uh, last week that it was a subscription based model so you know so I. They wanted me to pay money to, to re-up another year just to have navigation on the thing. So I'm sitting of there. Yeah, so I'm sitting there like, well, I've got Apple Play and I've got uh, my, my Waze app and stuff, so I'll just use that for right now. But, 
But it's just so so a lot of those things, you know, a lot of these manufacturers and stuff. I mean, yeah, they've they've got a they've got a fiduciary fiduciary um, responsibility, you know, for their stockholders to generate revenue, and and that's another way that they can generate revenue. So that's that's kind of the unfortunately the model that we're in. But it, you know, but to your question. I personally do think there would be a demand out there if there's an entrepreneur out there that wants to pioneer that and can get through some of that. I think they can be very successful with it in that tiered market. Yeah, because okay. yeah, great call, and and I think it leads up to some of the things we didn't uh, that you kind of touched on, just like the you know I think it was in 1969, more vehicles were being sold new vehicles without air conditioning than they were with air conditioning. Can you imagine even mm-hmm. going out and buying a vehicle now without air conditioning? I could not, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. And, you know, it's just that. Well, all right, well, uh, yeah, go ahead. Good. Hey, appreciate the call, and uh, thank you for listening, and give us a call back whenever right, you can. You. Thank you. Bye. Darren, we were just talking about some of that stuff, like, say, 69, half the vehicles didn't have air conditioning. And today, I can remember starting in this industry – it was not unusual to check to see if it had air conditioning when you was ordering. It was hitting front end. Now, if you come across one that doesn't have air conditioning, because there is a few out there that people buy them, and and it costs more to buy a vehicle without air than it does with air. Yeah, <laughs> because of they have to retool everything. Yep. And today, I think it's ninety nine percent of all vehicles have air conditioning. I mean, if that's the number on that power windows. Now, that's another thing we just talked. He just talked about cranking windows and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was uh, in nineteen eighty that power windows became prominent in U.S. auto market. Wow! I mean, you didn't even you know you didn't even think about that. And, and then seat belts. That's another thing. Uh, I grew up where. I can't remember ever buckling a seatbelt growing up. I can remember, oh, you know, yeah. there's five, my mom and dad had five kids, wasn't minivans back then, so you was in a sedan, and obviously you count the seats, there's not enough seats for everybody, so somebody was sitting on somebody's lap, or if you were really wanted to stretch out, you laid in the back of the package tray behind the back seat in a vehicle going down the highway at <laughs> 70 miles an hour. I mean, it's just, it's all changed and stuff in so many ways. So my question is, over the years, since you've been driving, Darren, since you got behind the wheel for the first time as a 16-year-old young man and to today, what are some of the changes? What What's something that's really surprised you in a good way and really surprised you in a bad way? Uh, let's see here. Well, like I said, kind of touched on it before, you know, when I first started, my first car was a 78 Datsun, and it was a stick shift, straight six motor. I loved that car, and <clears throat> I loved the simplicity of it as far as it was easy to work on. You can get your hands into the engine compartment. Um, yeah, it was, just, it, was, it, was, it was just a nice car. I just uh, enjoyed it. Um, it had, I think it had air conditioning, um, Ooh. <laughs> which, you know, I, I did like that. I did put a sound system in it, but, uh, uh, but yeah, it was... Um, I personally still like the stick shift personally, but, um, you know, just cause something uh, and some of the newer cars have the, the automatic stick shift. That's actually pretty, pretty cool too. Um, I've, I've been messing around with that with my, uh, Tundra, um, just recently actually. So, uh, it is a kind of amazing how the technology has changed. And that's where I would probably say in today's world, 
I do like all. I, I ain't gonna lie. I like all the gadgets and widgets on on the new vehicles. I, I like the the fact that um, you know it's it's it's. I like the satellite radio. You can always have a station everywhere. But I also love going to the AM stations and the FM stations and all that different stuff. And I love Truth Network. Remember, just always. Oh, Truth it's always on Truth. So. <laughs> and yeah, you know, it's just the the the, the different things. The you know that, that they've got on it the the automatic headlights now where it automatically goes to the bright lights and and down lights so i don't have to it's just it, it's amazing how the driving experience has just kind of it just has just become like automatic I, I, it's it's hard to explain but um there's which kind of explains some of the crazy driving out there now i guess but because <laughs> you don't think about the different things that you had to think about before but um, but yeah, the, the lane assist has helped a lot, um, yeah, on, on some of the driving, but, uh, but yeah, there's just, it's just so different. I mean, a vehicle now to a vehicle when I first started is just, it's just so different. It's, it's the thing I don't like about, it, I guess, is the same reason why I like it. Because if something does not go right or, or something starts messing up, I can't fix it anymore. Before I could fix it, you know, my, my older cars, anything, I think 19, mid 80s on earlier, no problem. I could work on that car, no pro- you know, diagnose what was what what was wrong with it, why it was doing what it was doing. Today's car, no, I, I can't, I can't figure it out. One, and if I could figure it out, I can't get my hands in the engine compartment or anything to try to work on anything. So, um, so I'd have to say, you know, so that's, you know, the workability on vehicles nowadays is is really kind of more a little bit of, of, of yeah. kind of a pet peeve. Yeah, I even a, even a like. simple simple thing as changing your headlight. I mean, there's a lot of cars out there that you know your headlight burns out and you can't even get accessibility to getting the bulb changed unless you take the headlight out itself. And then to take the headlight out itself, you've got to remove the bumper. And so a guy can't do it out in the, I mean, one Saturday out in the park, I mean, out in his driveway, do that anymore. Yeah, the DIY ability of of a lot of stuff is is the disappointing part. Yeah. Be back in just a moment again with the call in show at 866 348 7884. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Gonna save all my money. Get a helmet and a robot. And I'll be ready to go. Take it out to Pomona. Welcome back to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I'm Jerry Mathis, the body shop guy, Christian body shop guy with uh, from Ray's Body Shop and Record Service, and I've got Darren DeWitt with me from uh, Colors Edge. And one of the things that I want to hit on before we, we kind of get off and, and time gets away from us, because this is an area that uh, we don't really think about, and I think it's a great opportunity. We talk about what you can't do and can do with your vehicles and what you have to get somebody else to do. And those number of things you can do is getting very limited. Hmm. But there's a lot of things that you can do. And I think it's a great opportunity to, you know, if you've got a son or a daughter. I know that 
there was little things that I would take time on a Saturday or something when Taylor was growing up, to, especially when she got her first car, have her come and we'd wash it and just go around, touch up, and just check the air pressure and the tires, just kind of something we did together. You know, it's a great opportunity to be able to do that. And some of the stuff that that, that y'all have availability to get and to help with somebody to, to take a weekend to kind of clean on their car, touch up, do some, you know, polish it, wax it, clean the headlights. That's another thing. If you can keep, keep an eye on headlights, especially for young drivers, because these lights are, you know, no longer glass. It's plastic, and plastic and heat cause yeah. delamination on the lights, and, and, and they start breaking down, and you can't see out of them. The other thing I, I will add to this is please teach your ch- children – how to change a tire. You'd be amazed at how many people don't know how to how to change a tire, how a jack works or anything like that. And if it's something you don't know, I mean, you know, uh, educate yourself on it because that is a that is a lifesaver in general and it's a good um, life skill more or less to, to know when you're when you're traveling, especially long distances and stuff, because Sometimes it takes AAA to, a long time to get there, or a lot of people don't have those types of services. And and knowing how to change out your tire quick a second, um, I, I was amazed at how many people didn't know how to do that uh, anymore. And I think it's just something you just don't think about anymore um, yeah. uh, uh, in today's world. But that is a that is a that is something on a weekend or something like that to kind of show show new drivers or anything like that that you have in the house. Um, some of those those types of things, I think. Yeah, I mean, we our towing part, our, our record service part, it's amazing how many times we go out and change a tire for somebody and where's your spare tire at? Where's, you know, they have no clue. Yeah. I mean, have, they have no clue, but that, that's it. Just not even just changing it. I mean, that's, but also where is it located at and stuff and can you get to it because we go out and it'll be, I need to, got a flat tire spare somewhere. I don't know where it's at. And my guys will get out there and they're saying, well, I'm going to be here a while because they've got the trunk is so full of stuff. I can't get to it and stuff. And they had no clue that that's where the spare tire was at. Yeah. As you're talking about training our, our kids on stuff like that, I can remember you talked about straight drives. Mm-hmm. I had decided when Taylor, my daughter, got her license, I wanted her to know how to drive a straight drive. Well, I gave up that that <laughs> that one. I mean, I don't think she would ever learn how to drive a straight drive. <laughs> But she'd always tell me, she was, because I always said, you know, it's good to be able to know how to drive a straight drive. If you're ever in a situation that's the only vehicle around that you can, may have to get, that can get you out of a situation. Oh, yeah. And she says, I don't know anybody has a straight drive, so I don't, I won't be around anybody that that's be the only vehicle. So it made a lot of sense there. So I couldn't really argue with her. (laughs) But what's interesting, and one of my guilty pleasures is watching Amazing Race. And, it is interesting when you do go to other countries because I've I've noticed this too when I've done a couple travels is some countries that's what they have is a for a rental car or anything like that is a straight drive and you see these people try to try to drive and navigate in it and they're grinding gears and trying to learn on the fly it's it's uh, it's 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 a little bit comical to watch, but uh, but you just got to feel for people too. It's like, oh man, yeah, yeah. And it isn't just well, it is young kids. I mean, because I have a I have a couple employees that work for me in the in the in the automotive industry who can't drive a straight drive. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you don't know how to drive a straight drive, and and 
course, I don't want them to learn how <laughs> for me. So it's, if you don't know how to drive a straight drive, get somebody else to move it around. But there's a ton that just don't don't know how to drive a straight drive. Yep. And we sit there, and, and this kind of goes into the pieces I was talking about what is something, the changes and stuff. I've seen a lot of changes. And one of them is, it's talking about what's good and what's the bad. Probably the good is the fact of some of the safety stuff. Yeah. You know, except for when you start talking about repair costs and stuff because of now, I mean, it's probably the average vehicle today that's that's on the road, a newer car from 2020 up, probably has the average is probably 10 airbags. I mean, because you got side curtains, you got airbags in the seat, and you got your regular steering wheel and passenger component airbags. And even that, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the foam to come out where it just <laughs> yeah, just just an accident, just just in the movie theater. Yeah, that, it's probably around the corner. <laughs> so yeah, I like the safety part, but also then you know it doesn't do much good to have all of that if you're not taking time to buckle up and stuff. And because I still know people who say, "Well, I'm not going to put a seatbelt on," and they'll, I've been in cars where people will not put the seatbelt on, but he'll take and wrap it around and tuck it under their their leg. Yeah. I'm going, why not just Go ahead and <laughs> snap uh, it in. Yeah, and I was uh, one of my friends. I won't name who, but uh, will not wear a seatbelt for the life of them in their car, driving with them. Their bells going off that they need it, and it'll just keep going off, going off because a lot of the cars nowadays they it won't uh, a buzzer will ring and tell you actually buck your seatbelt. But you go off. I'm sitting there like, do you not hear that noise? And you just kind of tune it out after a while. I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah, you need to, you need to buckle up. <laughs> yeah, and, and so then what I don't like is some of the technology. I mean, I I understand I understand what you're saying there, and how you know what I like that, and it's it's nice when it has all of this stuff. But I'm looking at it on the the cost end of it because the customers that come in, and I I mean, where somebody can't afford or have dropped insurance, and even some of the older vehicles that have these mirrors that have the lane detection in it and, and the headlights and some of the trucks and automobiles have um, uh, distance sensors in the taillights and stuff, and all of that stuff just adds cost as far as re- repairability and the, the final cost for somebody. So that's what I don't like. Yeah. You know, and some of the new materials that's coming out on vehicles and stuff, I mean, you know, there's there's all this talk about, um, you know, the magnesium's coming back in through the Ford company again and all this stuff just adds cost aluminum you know it's a whole different repair process and i think it's gonna as more and more of these vehicles and more and more of repair process and insurance companies get the data on that if you got a vehicle that's an aluminum vehicle look to be paying probably 10 to 20 percent more on your premium because of the cost of repairing them is that much higher and then all of a sudden when we're dealing with all of that, and Darren knows from the supply end, just just getting, I know because I've worked with Darren and 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 the store and stuff. Even getting paint supplies, sometimes there was shortages. I mean, it's that's a when people say that, a lot of people don't really believe it to be true. Yeah, because you think, oh, it's just an excuse why you you're scheduling my car two months out, or why it takes so long you had it in and it took a while to get it. There's been times where Paint pigment was unavailable. Yeah, in certain. Tents. Yeah, coming out, especially coming out of COVID, it was it was really bad um, when everything started getting ramped up. 
Uh, we did the best we could to, to kind of mitigate that for our customer base, but it is. It's, uh, you know, this it's still an ongoing issue. Uh, we get back orders all the time on a lot of stuff uh, because of that. Yeah, and, and, and now with the strike going on, I mean, all of a sudden, we've had a part supply issue for three years now, and now with this coming on, it just adds to it. I was on the phone putting in an order, and the guy put me on hold and said, oh, Jerry, never mind. Uh, they're locking the doors at 12 o'clock on mm. the, on our parts distributor and warehouses, so you won't be able to get any parts. Again, this has been a call-in show. Uh, well, there's no use calling now, but thank you for being here. Thank you for listening, Christian Car Guy Radio. And I want to close with one thing. On, uh, I was reading Ecclesiastics. It says, uh, God is done from the beginning to the end. Know that the better people are happy. He wants people to be happy and to live. That each one should be. This is the Truth Network.